Space podcast. Today I am joined by Into the Rocketverse. Would you like to introduce yourself? Uh, yes. Hello. I am who he said I am. And well, this is working this time, which is unexpected. I run a, a nice Twitter account that people like to like and retweet my stuff. And I write stuff for the Inner Space Network, and that's pretty much what I do. I don't actually know just myself there. My name is Civilian Space. Uh, I'm also a writer for the Inner Space, Inner Space Network, obviously, podcast there. Uh, and I'm, I'm also on Twitter. Uh, Alright, let me explain this podcast. In this podcast, we'll be talking about what's happening in space most recently and just explaining it and giving our views on it. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, right, let's go to the first. Let's go to the first. Can't even say the words here. Uh, can I? Let's go to the first topic. Uh, right, down in Boca Chica, uh, it's been pretty busy. Uh, uh, segment number five has uh, lifted onto the orbital launch tower. Uh, SpaceX are moving pretty quite good down there, aren't they? Yeah, I thought it was number seven, the segment that was lifted. This has just gone well. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, right, segment number seven, my apologies. Should I just read a record? <laughs> I don't know. It's got kind of a sense of humour to it now. Continue, continue. Yeah, well, right. Uh, yeah, segment number seven has went into the uh, orbital launch tower that will eventually stack and uh, starships and also catch our boosters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's the... Well, what do you think about the future for um, starship number 16? Because obviously it's just kind of standing next to... Um, number 15, isn't it? Right, this is, I think everyone's thought when it first came out, uh, the high bay, well, that's good, the scrapyard. But... Yes, it did look that way. It, it did go that way. But then, just before the uh, return to the scrapyard, it just stopped dead. Uh, I'm basically just copying my... My writing here on that website, but I'll try and go a little bit off track. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so uh, it's just sitting. I think it has got some ground support equipment now, just to keep it in decent shape in case they do want to do something for it. Yeah, and didn't Elon Musk tweet that um, there was a possible hypersonic flight test for it? Yeah, that up? that would be absolute crazy, man. But you always know that, like. When Elon Musk tweets, Elon can sometimes tweet stuff that will never happen, and don't, don't, does he tweet stuff that will actually happen? Yeah. Yeah, it's like... Yeah. Uh, and we saw on a SpaceX video that there was a possible timetable for the um, engines to be rolled out to the 
to Boca Chica so that it can support the orbital flight. Yeah, right. Well, I, I'm not saying it's deliberate, but I feel like they knew about it. Yeah, they were just kind of teasing us. Yeah, they didn't, they, didn't, they didn't really want it to show up, but it showed up anyway. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, that, wait, let me get it up here. Uh, the, I think it had a total, it was like the inner ring of uh, the sea level engines were delivered. Yeah. And then I think it was 25 days at the time of the photo. So it probably been about 20, 21 days now. Mhm. Yeah. So, uh, it seems like they are pushed. I, yeah, I don't think <laughs> they will make that. Oh, July is a July twenty first deadline. July yeah. 20th. It just seems it seems too too quick. SN twenty hasn't even made it to the high bay yet. Yeah. BN two or three, as you may call it, uh, has started stacking, but that could be done soon for some ground testing. But still, there's still a lot to be done, and I, I, I personally don't see them making that deadline. What about you? Yeah, they did do two cryo tests for BN two point one's test tank, though, didn't they? Yeah, there were some serious vents over there. Yeah, it looked like a tea kettle. Yeah. Yep, the big steel tea kettle. Uh, yeah, I like how SpaceX do this with the like they make things that aren't as valuable and as big and value like expensive to uh, like test stuff so they know that they're getting it right. Yeah. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a good way of moving forward. Right, let's move on. Uh, right, SLS. Uh, recently, the core stage uh, of for uh, the Artemis one mission uh, to the I guess to go round the moon. Uh, yeah, I think so. It, I think it sends Orion on a um, return trajectory. Yeah, uh, that the core stage has recently went in between the two five segment SRBs. Which took forever. We kept expecting it earlier and earlier, but it, yeah, well, it finally happened. That core stage came in like early April. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, see the five segment boosters. I, I watched. I, I watched about this recently. They were all like it was called the Constellation Program. Yeah. And I think they were part of that. And SLS was pretty much part some things to the. Constellation program moved over. Mm-hmm. Well, all that's left to do with the SLS is kind of finish construction and launch it because all it needs is Orion and a few other parts. Yeah, it's it's uh, the kick stage. Yeah, Orion did some splash tests in May and April, so that's case there about fourteen thousand people watched Orion just dump itself in the water. Yeah, and it wasn't even that high. I know. Uh, like NASA was about this publicity, right? Like publicity for the program. But see, yeah, they like televising things. Yeah, like 
But see, like, the engine tests down at Stanton. Is it Stan? Stennis, yeah. Stennis, yeah, Stennis. Uh, they always stream on Facebook. Put them on yeah. YouTube! Yeah. Uh, Luckily, yeah. as a user of Facebook, that's quite easy to do. I don't know, but you would think they'd get more views on, like, YouTube, Twitter, etc. Yeah, they would. More space yeah. people there. Right. Uh, they're aiming for launch of SLS about November, am I correct? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I think they might roll it out, maybe September, do some tests, do some wet dress rehearsals, be slow as usual. Uh, <laughs> right, let's move on. Uh, SpaceX. Right, this is one of the questions in lots of space fans' minds. Why is SpaceX keep charting, chat, chat, kind of chat, yeah. yeah. Fearing recovering ships, why can't they just buy one? Yeah, I asked that question to Elon Musk earlier on Twitter. Still haven't got a reply. Um, <laughs> what is fake, don't you be honest? <laughs> yeah, I I think they're just they have the money to hire vessels and they do that. Like, yeah, but would it not be cheaper over time to just buy one? It would, but well, well, we'd have to see what Elon Musk says to my tweet if he does. <laughs> uh, I find like see like uh, Sheila Sheila Bordelon, that's the one that's obviously went away now. I think that would yeah. be a perfect shot for fame recovery if they had one or two of them. Yeah, yeah, they didn't like catching it with nets because it was, it was too complicated and it was it, yeah. it was it wasn't enough. There wasn't enough value in doing it. They could if they plucked them at the water, they weren't coming out in any worse condition. Yeah. Uh, right. A shortfall of gravitas. Oh yes, the uh, drone ship that's currently being constructed. Yeah, it seems like they're not getting still wings on this one. Does that show that SpaceX are come more, becoming more confident with the landing accuracy? Yeah, well, it's very um, frequent now that they land successfully. Yeah. Um, I, I wouldn't call it boring because it's still a sight to behold. And it's t- they're taking a while with everything, really. Apart, apart, yeah. Well, there's like nine days in between Starlink flights, but, well, that hasn't really been true recently. Cause... Yeah, they completed the first ring or something. Yeah. Yeah. But yes. Oh, sorry. There was one launch, I think it was from the most recent one with the um, GPS satellite, that they always land the boosters, like, dead centre of the drone ship. I think they're, yeah. like, programmed to do that. Yeah, they just like I don't know if that's why like see the ring and the paint in the ring dead often in the middle. Yeah, maybe I, it, like it's an sure you know, algorithm for colours. Yeah, uh, see that it seems like they're they're still pushing forward with the idea to drive, uh, to get these drone ships to drive themselves out of port. Yeah, Another like ship. um. Of course, I still love you. I think that one uh, came out of the port recently for the next yeah. mission. Talking about... Well, let me work us out. Uh, right, what's the older one? Of course, I still love you, or... Uh, just read the instructions. They just read the instructions. Is, talking about that, just read the instructions is currently on a heavy lift 
ship. So the sh- so the ship basically has a bay that goes underwater and lifts, just shoots instructions up and carries it about. Yeah, some people say that it's going to retire soon. It's not. I think it's going to the west coast to like support yeah. launches for Vandenberg. Yeah, I think like the two drone ships they're kind of switching their positions a bit. Yeah, like drone ships are good, but I kind I'm kind of disappointed that they've basically abandoned. Well, they haven't done in a while, like return to launch site landings. Yeah, they. Uh, what was the last time? It's like was it Falcon Heavy? That was back. I, in... I heard it was like December twenty twenty. Yeah. Uh. Those are exciting. So you see the boost back burn, which we actually did see recently. On the, I, know, I think it was close. I think it's because the drone ship was closer to land than it usually is. Yeah. Uh, right. I'm just trying to see if I've covered it and I've missed it in here. There's uh, great websites to see where the drone ships are and things like that. Uh, those top we kind of drifted past one on segments uh, in Boca Chica. There was a segment rollout, segment number six. Yes, six. Mm-hmm. Seven's get got built and it's good ready to go. Six is rolled out to the site. Uh, it's just sitting there. The wide spreader that look uh, goes on to them is still on segment number five because I think there's heavy winds coming to that area soon. I think it's more stable for the crane. Yeah, yeah. And they, there was, I think it was a 100 ton winch was attached to the bottom of the launch tower the, recently. Um, I think I saw that on Twitter. Yeah, right, I'm, I'm to trying to... Yeah. Right, continue. Well, um, yeah, that will be the winch that supports... Starship and Super Heavy when um, stacking them ready for launch. Yeah, I'm kind of deadlocked. It could be for the crane that goes on top or it could be like yeah, up, yeah. Up, or it could be to pull the catch arms up and down the tower. Yeah, it might be used for both, you don't know. Talk about those catch arms. We haven't saw any equipment yet, have we? Except No. and They have to have built-in shock absorbers, which I think they're quite hard to make, really. Yeah, right. We're almost at 15 minutes. Right, let me get my outro done. Right, thank you for watching and uh, thank you. Yep, and thank you to Into the Rocketverse for joining. Uh, he'll probably be on a timetable. Uh, this is the first of these podcasts, and we hope to have many more. There will be uh, other members, like our the group organizer, pretty much Felix, and mm-hmm. is that ja- is it Jan MRA? I have no idea how to pronounce it. Yeah, do that. Let me get it. Rock that rocket privatramite stuff. Sorry, sorry about that. I've just butchered that. <laughs> Right, thank again. Thank you for watching. We hope to, we hope for you to join us again soon, and always check us out on uh, the Inner Space Network. Uh, we do writings there, probably one or two published each day, and mm-hmm. about the latest space news. And we hope to have you join again soon. Thank you very much. Yes, thank you.